to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends. It's another episode of Nightmare on Film Street. We spoiled ya. I'm Kim. I'm John. <laughs> and this is a bonus episode. Pew, pew. Thank you so much for joining us for a second episode this week. We are sitting down with Panic Fest creators, programmers, curators, Adam and Tim, to talk about all of the incredible films that they're playing at their film festival beginning next week. This this festival's running two weekends long, baby! They got a whole lot of stuff. Adam and Tim are huge horror fans. They're huge nerds. They're, they're horror lovers like yourselves. <laughs> And they are putting together a really great, super fun film festival that you can enjoy from the comfort of your own home. Woo! And actually, in addition to doing the virtual fest this year, they're also doing a little bit of the in-person festival, one of the first, I think, in Kansas City, where it's born, grown, and raised at the Screenland Cinema. We wanted to collaborate with Panic Fest for the last few years. It's such a fun festival. There's always fun movies coming out of there. Really, really great stuff. And we've, you know, COVID hit and we've always had plans to go down there and check it out. But we get to collaborate with them this year. And I'm super excited. We're doing some fun panels and stuff with them. Yeah. Including this little episode. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we sat down with them uh, just after they announced the full lineup of the festival. Schedule comes out week of next week, early first week of April. We've also been recording some fun intros. We're doing a Q&A for a killer doll movie that I can't wait for you guys to check out. It's called Benny Loves You. It's so great. It's so much fun. And we're also doing something that we're going to keep as a surprise for the festival. Oh, surprise. <laughs> yes, yeah, something that it's a secret project we're currently working on. It's under wraps. Until next week. <laughs> <laughs> when the festival starts. Best of all, though, we've also got a promo code for you guys listening right now. Dope! You can get 20% off your, your festival pass by using the promo code FIENDS20 at panicfilmfest.com. Oh, sweet! That's actually super cool because, one, there's like 60 friggin' movies yeah. which you can watch, plus our panels and stuff that we'll be doing, super super fun side stuff, and they'll be doing some virtual stuff. I hear there's some trivia, mm-hmm. and they're, they're going to have a little gather town where you can hang out virtually, and I'm sure John and I are going to be popping in because... Oh. Oh, hell yeah. We're going to be festing the whole time. I'm super stoked. But instead of us telling you about what's going to be at Panic Fest, we should just get into our interview. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's let's throw it over to Tim and Adam, uh, where we, you know they're going to give us some highlights of the festival movies that you, you really don't want to miss this year. And as well, we asked them about the origins of Panic Fest, like what that first year looked like. And we also asked them uh, about the challenges of trying to program a film festival during a global pandemic. That's uh, surprisingly difficult, <laughs> which maybe unsurprisingly difficult. Like it's hard enough to go to the grocery store right now, but they are doing an incredible job. It's expectedly a nightmare. Yes, yeah, it's perfect for a genre film festival, if you ask me. But it sounds like they've they've got everything planned out. They've they're like Kim said, they're doing some in person stuff, uh, which obviously means reduced capacity. All the staff members are vaccinated, which is pretty rad. Woo! Looking forward to getting that. <laughs> You can hear the Canadian bitterness. 
But that's enough from us. Let's get into it. Hello, horror fans, and welcome to Panic Fest 2021. We're sitting down with Tim and Adam, the creators of Panic Fest, the curators, the guys who are bringing you this incredible content this year. Guys, thank you. I just tap my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, though. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks. Thanks for having was, us. Was that a high five you were trying to give me, or are you just slapping your mic? That must have been it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right. In the count of three, everybody in front of the webcam. One, two, three. Let's do oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't be more awkward. I love it. <laughs> this is how we do things in quarantine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I thought it was a Canadian thing, but okay. It may be a Canadian thing. Are we starting it? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're sitting down just like a day or two after you guys announced the 2021 lineup. Uh, and, you know, before we, like, we got a lot of questions to ask you guys about Panic Fest in general, the history of the festival, what it's like trying to program a film festival during a pandemic. Uh, but first off, I want to get uh, some recommendations from you guys, some highlights from the festival that you want to, you want to let everybody know about. Well, um, so I can talk on the feature side of things. I'll let Tim kind of throw the, the shorts out there. Um, it, it's Well, it's weird to ask for recommendations because we do look at uh, hundreds of movies, right? Hundreds of features, hundreds of shorts or whatever. And it is, this is the whittled down. These are the best stuff. <laughs> this is, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so like you're really asking for a best of best of, um, which is just, that is insane. Um, but, but yeah, I could throw a couple of my personal favorites out there because what, you know, when you program a fest, a good festival, I think you're not just looking at movies that you like, you're looking at movies that, you know, somebody else is going to like, and that is oftentimes the most difficult thing because not every movie is going to be for you. Um, but some of my personal favorites, uh, the gin from IFC is incredible. It's North American premiere with us. Uh, it is one of the shot in quarantine movies that doesn't feel like it. It fully feels like it was formed to be the movie it is. And it is just, you know, I love haunted house movies and this is a monster loose in an apartment with a child who's mute. And I'm like, that is just perfect for me. That's the perfect fucking movie for me. Give it to me every day. And you know, it's like 88 minutes. Uh, it's a beautiful, uh, it's scary as shit. And it's beautiful. Um, the old ways is my number my number two favorite probably personally um you know i'm not voting this year we're not we're doing all audience <laughs> awards so it doesn't matter what i say so three <laughs> ties for number one is what i'm hearing yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody made you, you're all number one you made the list right you're you're on you're in the, you're in um but the the old ones or old ways is just uh just so weird and creepy. And it's a spin on the exorcism and like possession genre that i haven't seen done before and the less you know, I knew nothing going into it like I do most of these things. And this movie uh, got under my skin and, and uh, you know, really, really like, took me by surprise. Um, and, then, and then there's some f favorites. You know, we're playing, we're the second place for film Censor and Blazing World and Prisoners of the Ghost Line to play. And those are all Sundance and South by um, premieres. So, you know, we're second fiddle, but, but it's a good second fiddle. You know, that, that's the best, <laughs> two of the biggest festivals in the world. Um, and those films are tremendous. You know, we were, it was you know, high on our list, especially, you know, Censor, I know people really want to see that and missed it at the at Sundance. So we were super stoked that we were able to, to play that one. Uh, and then a local film, I'll give a shout out below the fold, uh, just a tight thriller. If you can make a tight thriller, um, no matter the budget, uh, you have my vote every day. I'm, I'm on board. I'm, and last year we had a couple of great tight thrillers. And this one, um, I think is one that you're going to hear about whenever it inevitably finds distribution. That's right awesome. On. 
Yeah. And with Prisoners of Ghostland and uh, Blazing World and like those are bringing so much color and vibrance to the to the festival. You're going to have so many like neons and brights and stuff. And that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, Nick Cage high kicking in, in those leather pants. <laughs> you you need a Nick Cage. <laughs> For me, it's all about Bill Mosley doing like a Kentucky fried pimp. Like <laughs> he's so, really bringing it. He was born to mustache. <laughs> We had uh, Keller out of space on preview night last year. So I think it's just a, a tradition that we're trying to get Nick Cage movies to kick off the fest every year. That's going to be our goal from now on. It's a good tradition. That's awesome. It's yeah. a really good tradition. I mean, he kind of does enough genre like films that you could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we did Mom and Dad a couple of years ago. We were, we yeah. were the US of that. Right uh, on. I forgot about that. Yeah. That movie is super fun. But Ghostland is is a movie that is, it's my favorite movie in a long time to try to describe to somebody. Because it's like, it's not necessarily about the premise of the film so much as them trying to squeeze as much out of each sequence as possible. <laughs> and and so it's like, oh, this is well, essentially Nick Cage and, and Mad Max. But in this Mad <laughs> yep. Max, in this Mad Max, it takes place in Samurai Town, which is literally what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> but it's run kind of by... Uh, a cowboy and there's a weird cowboy aesthetic with most people and there's a little bit of singing for some reason and uh everything is ultraviolet and uh yeah it's it's an insane fucking movie i don't know like i, I wish i could see the pitch for this movie because it's got to be absurd uh, and uh, and real quick before we move on actually do you want to let everybody know a little bit about censor like i think we kind of i think we might have missed that one yeah censor um so censor is about uh, a woman who works at the ratings board in the 80s uh, during the video nasty time. And, and I mean, that's essentially all you need to know. That, that's the, that's my ticket is sold when you tell so, me that's yeah. the premise. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a super stylized, very, very, you know, it, it, as the movie goes along, it gets more and more in the Argento style of, of kind of, uh, you know, more of Italian uh, giallo style films with the heavily, you know, red and blue and greens. Um, lighting that comes from nowhere, you know, but but that's kind of the premise. You follow her story and what it's like for somebody to, to sit, be on the censor board and to watch, you know, the craziest shit over and over and over and what it does to you mentally and and to your personal life. And and that movie goes goes some places. Um, I, I was quite the fan, and, and uh, I'm excited to watch it with people and see how how people react because it is a it is a roller coaster. You know, it's kind of like Barbarian Sound Studio. Remember that film? A couple yes. Years ago? Hell yeah. Oh, love that movie. One day, one day this will be a double feature. Definitely. Yeah. Totally. We, yes. We feel perfect for each other. Yeah. One's the visual and one's the, the audio visual. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. And unlike Sundance and, and South by Southwest, you are actually having in-person screenings for, for your festival this year too, which like mixed in with virtual stuff, which is pretty great that you're um, really jealous that you get to see some of these movies with people like really, really jealous. <laughs> We've been watching them on tiny laptops. It kind of sucks. <laughs> You need to get like a, a virtual audience, like right next to you or in front of you, like a guy, like every once in a while, like his cell phone just pops up and you're like, hey, <laughs> hey. Or yeah. you put that away. Yeah. Stick yes. up the floor beforehand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you absolutely got to get a sticky floor. Um, uh, yeah, so we're going to have it in person, which is different. Yeah, it's not many festivals have done this yet. Um you know, uh, the cool thing is our, I own the theater that we do the festival in and our whole staff got vaccinated this week, which is really Oh, exciting. that's right amazing. On. Congratulations. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're doing it right. Tim's, Tim's vaccinated. So, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty pumped, you know, in terms of like Kansas City, like it, it's, 
it was never crazy here and our cases are really down our vac vaccinations are going up and they're going to continue i think that trend up to the fest so it's a good place to be i think we had like 70 cases in all the city um the last i checked so that um that's a pretty great spot to be in. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, we're doing it. We're still doing it super safe. You know, we have all of the rules on the website, but you know, it's instead of four theaters with 500 seats or whatever, it's two theaters with like 150 seats. So it's not like a normal fest. We don't have a ton of guests. We're not doing you know all the stuff, the bells and whistles. Most of that's going to be online. So if you're watching this online or listen to this online or whatever it is, you could experience the entire festival this way. And yeah. doesn't that sound fun? That sounds fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the 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 one. Uh, how do you say this without sounding like like an idiot? Like saying the one nice thing about COVID? Like no, the one, the one <laughs> silver perk. lining. Yeah, yeah. silver perk, lining. Perk, okay, perk. thank you guys yeah. for all those words. Um, <laughs> is that the the festivals have gone virtual and like us being like cold weather Canadians who get nothing? Uh, we've had so much. Uh, like film fest opportunities and stuff. And this has been so awesome to do all this virtual stuff. And not only that, but like the events and stuff that you're normally like too tired to do because you've been watching movies in a dark theater for like 12 hours. Like the the after party stuff and the virtual events have been great because you can you can pop in and pop out and there's not so much social requirement of them. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Or you could do it all pantsless, which is always what we <laughs> Which is great. Right. Which I'm doing the podcast right now. So. Yeah. Weird, weird aesthetic, Tim. You got a full coat on, and <laughs> no one, no one expects me to not have pants on if I wear this jacket. I mean, <laughs> like, of course you're cold. Why would you not have pants on? I'm cold because I don't have pants on. Yeah. <laughs> you got to overcompensate on the top. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, and, you know, you talk about the social aspect because we all go to film fest a lot. You know, we put our own film fest on, and a lot of it is the people that you're gonna inevitably be with for the entire run of the fest you're going to sit next to them you're going to be in lines with them you're going to chat with them you're, you're going to make new you know friends or, or film fan families as it were some you're sharing kind of, hotels with yeah you bump yeah. into them all the time and then you, you maybe have breakfast or, or whatever and you you find new uh festival families um and that's kind of gone so so it is important you know when tim and i talk about doing this it's it's how can we bring the festival experience how can we get adam drunk on video <laughs> and you have fun that's that's what it becomes but, but uh, I mean, the reality is like, that's a very difficult thing to do. And even if there's cool programs, um, it's really trying to have, you know, live content that they have to go and engage with. Um, and, and so I guess, Tim, you can talk a little bit about what we're doing on the interactive side. Yeah. So we're doing a couple things. Um, we're doing uh, Gather Town. So we're going to be building a virtual kind of 8-bit world in there and recreating Screenland in there. So, oh, that's you know, cute. You go in, you watch a, a movie, and then you come out and you want to talk about it in the lobby, in the bar, um, and just hang out and chat for a while. So we're basically building a virtual Screenland lobby. Um, and then we'll also have like Theater 1 and Theater 2, and it's right sized the exact same way. It looks the same way. Um, and we'll have some films that are like online already that are shorts or something that you can go in and actually watch. Um, so you could watch those things with friends inside a theater. Um, you can go up to private chat areas. So if you guys want to sit down at a table together and talk about a film and you maybe don't want everyone to hear your opinion on it, but you want to talk about it with your friends, you can go to a private chat. Um, we'll have some cool hidden rooms in there too Ooh. that you can kind of go in and play around with. That's fun. Whether it's a virtual maze or listen, Tim, you're not joking. When you okay. I've, I've accidentally found a hidden room. You got and, trapped. And I couldn't <laughs> get out of this room. I was like, so I was I was actually with friends talking and 
we're like, oh, we see Adam in here. And it's been like an hour that we've been talking. And we're like, where the fuck is Adam at? He's been in this. There's no one else in here except for him. And we walk around and we you can find people like you can click on it and it'll show you the path. So we go in and he's in theater one and he's like stuck in a back room. And he's like, I've been here for an hour and I've just been watching a movie at my house on my own. I'm like, dude, it's not real. You can just leave anytime you want. Like, well, no, don't you don't you drop into the same spot when you respawn like too quickly? So he just wouldn't you just come back into that hidden room? Like, shit, I'm stuck here for eternity. <laughs> stuck in here. Well, and I can I edit it. now. I can like edit the boundaries live. So if I wanted to, I could trap any of you anywhere if I want. But uh, I, yeah, it was hilarious. He was just like stuck in theater one by himself for an hour. Well, yeah, the whole gang shows up and they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, I literally can't get out of here. And I'm like my phone was sitting next to me because I gave up. And I was like, well, someone will find me. I'll hear them. I'm watching like Legally Blonde or something. Yeah, you were. <laughs> like, As so. you do. Watching Legally Blonde. <laughs> oh, like, man. Shut up. I got stuck in this room. Uh, just leave alone. <laughs> I will say though, hearing you talk about like, oh, I can edit the boundaries at any time. Like now, I'm waiting for an eight-bit gather version of Saw, where Tim is just this mastermind yeah. <laughs> who's trapped people in a room. They got to solve puzzles, otherwise, like a, a little like eight-bit guy on a bike's gonna come in and wipe everybody out. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because Darren Lynn Bowsman is from Kansas City, and I'm oh, sure I could get shit. him. Uh, on a camera in a room somewhere and and really screw with you guys if we really want to do that just, just just say darren we got something for you to do at the fest it's going to be really simple you don't really have to do a lot and then it's like cool okay just stay right here just hang out right here and just then when, wait when, you'll know when it's happening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does those interactive experiences too online so it'd be like yeah. right up his alley that's very true uh, like oh shit the email did say i do you i want to play a game i shouldn't have answered that email <laughs> <laughs> so we thought they were just fucking around um but yeah it's it's so we're gonna have some fun things like that to do in there and some sponsor like the arrow lounge arrow players launching right on um and they're one of the big sponsors along with a couple of other um uh log boat brewing company four hands brewing company so you'll see some stuff like that randomly in there too uh, but yeah it'll be a good time and then we'll also have clubhouse you know if you've already got that on your phone and you're more used to that because um, it is a little harder to do gather on your phone mm -hmm. uh, versus laptop. So we'll also have some gather kind of drop ins and, and daily hangouts there, too. So happy hours on the weekend and gather. Uh, of course, you can get in there anytime you want during the fest. Um, and then for Clubhouse, it'll be a little more uh, accessible, I should say. So <laughs> except for Android users. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that, except for, except oh, for Android. <laughs> so we got something for both people, and, and then we'll also have <laughs> both uh, types live. of people <laughs> Android users <laughs> and everyone else. <laughs> uh, and then we'll have live trivia too. A couple oh, of right. times. Oh, right on. That's awesome, man. Those are the, those are like two of the. I mean, hell, there's a hundred things. Karaoke, I'm, I know. It, there's a lot of things so I'm missing things. about film <laughs> festivals, but yeah, trying out local like new beers from local breweries and trivia. Oh and man, and together, those are a great oh, that, combination. That's a great afternoon. Yeah, shit. <laughs> so thank you for bringing that to a virtual space. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're doing. I think we're doing three. Well, two official trivia's and then one like kind of yeah. hybrid game show trivia thing. Uh, but have you guys played uh, Ted Gagan's final exam? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So he's doing the first trivia and then we do our own weekly trivia. So we'll, we'll do the second. And then the, the nightmare junkhead podcast, they do their own. 
kind of crazy smorgasbord shit. I don't even game know show hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Cool. Crazy. Is drunk a requirement or? Well, it's it's in, it's encouraged. It's <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah. And so we Tim, have promo codes, promo codes for beer. So. <laughs> what about uh, so? Tell us a little bit of uh, about a few of the shorts that you want everybody to check out at the festival. Obviously, all of them. You want them to watch all of the shorts. <laughs> They've got time; they can see them all. But if they if they only had time for for a small handful, what should they what should they watch? Yeah, so we have thirty nine shorts. It's about six and a half hours of shorts. Five that's a good. That's, that's a good smorgasbord of shorts. <laughs> yes, it's five different blocks, um, and they're all about eighty minutes or so a piece. So it's about like watching a mo- one movie when you sit down. Right on. Um, what I did is I actually picked one short out of every block. Oh, cool. That I, that I really liked. Um, so it's kind of like, well, I like these, but to watch them, you got to go to all the blocks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Love it. Oh. Really uh, living in that jigsaw brain already. Okay. <laughs> right. You got to set it up and gather. like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and, and they're not always the first one, right? They're like, it could be the last one. could be the third one. You can't skip through. You don't know which one my favorite is. It's absolutely true. I did. Watch actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll start out with the, the occult son. Uh, it's a comedy and it, it deals with exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> um, All right. The occult and someone that wants to try and birth the son of the devil um it's a really fun uh horror comedy that i liked a lot uh body of the mind is kind of a little bit horror a little bit sci-fi it feels like it might be in the future but it's it it also feels kind of gritty and kind of modern day right um it's a hard, harder one to explain, but I like that one a lot. It, it's got a little um, No Country for Old Men-ish vibe to it, and you'll see what I mean by that. Uh, 100% watching this. <laughs> <laughs> Diablo. Um, this one is kind of a revenge film a little bit, a little more social commentary in there. It's a Spanish film. Um, and then we have The Relic by way of The Thing, and I don't think I have to say much more than that, and it's incredible it's got great special effects uh and it jumps right in you know with it being a short jumps right into the action so um it's fantastic uh green cobra is an interesting one i don't know if you guys have heard or seen this one before no um it's been around a little bit um but it's it's comedy it's kind of a literal point of view social commentary where they will stop and pull characters out and do side interviews almost like it's a documentary um (laughs) But it's also a true crime torture type of thing. Okay. This sounds awesome. That's great. And it's shot beautifully. Um, it, it's it's wonderful. Uh, and then the last one's Koreatown Ghost Story, uh, which is a paranormal kind of folktale um, type of film with some also great cinematography in it. So, um, but yeah, those are my picks out of, that's one from every block that you can check out. Like I said, there's five. We usually start with one on preview night. Uh, to kick things off in person and virtual. And then we'll have uh, the rest of the four uh, over the weekend and then available on VOD the rest of the week. So those are my picks. Um, And then we have almost 30 feature films and eight of those are premieres, either world, US or North American. So I wanted to bring that up too. Cool. That's awesome. Like that's, that's going to be like a killer amount of content. Yeah, it's a solid, solid lineup. Yeah, it's our first year doing two weekends. We had to extend it because 
we know we, what we've learned over our course of last, like all the virtual fests is there's just simply not enough time. Like, yeah, maybe like three or five days. And I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> uh, so 10 days, 10 days seems about enough to be able to, you know, we have about 60 pieces of film, you know, short and feature content. And then we have all this like bonus stuff, you know, interviews and panels and games and all the stuff that you can do. So it's a good, like, you could probably do comfortably do half it without feeling like you're going to, you know, explode. <laughs> and, and so like what's the what's the sort of fest 101 stuff for panic fest like when you like every festival seems to be a little different right like is everything on demand or do you have time slots and and if you reserve are you able to watch on demand after that yeah so it is pretty much everything you said actually okay we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. We'll, we'll release a schedule and there will be individual tickets available too. So you can buy a full fest pass or you can buy uh, films a la carte. Um, you know, the best deal is buying the pass. It's cheaper than it's ever been for us. And when you're looking at like you know, 30 feet, <laughs> 39 shorts, it's, it's kind of insane. Um, but, and those tickets will go on sale the week of, you know, leading up to the festival, but, but yeah, so we'll have everything scheduled. So if there's an event Friday at seven o'clock, once that event happens that you claim tickets for, if you have a pass, you buy a ticket for them. Um, then it'll be available in VOD through the run of the fest or until it hits its uh, capacity, whatever, whatever, either or. Um, so that, that's kind of the weird, funky thing with the virtuals is, you know, they're usually geo-locked to, the, to either, you know, your state, city, or, or country. Um, sorry, this is a, a podcast that's hybrid, I guess, Canada and America. But, 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 but it's, uh, yeah, you know, they, 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 you know, and then a lot of that's like the studio is just like, well, we only own the rights to you know, United States or whatever it is. Um, so they do lock out those like capacities, which is kind of interesting. And they're all different. There's no like rhyme or reason. Like in person, they're usually like, just don't show it more than three times. And we're like, yeah. we're going to show it 10. <laughs> <You'll never know. laughs> whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, so that's like kind of the different thing with online is like every film kind of has some certain requirements. Um, and, you know, some, we have a couple that are only playing in person. Um and that that's just you know usually usually set by and dictated by the studios but but yeah i mean it's it's kind of like tim and i did tricks and treats which was our, our special halloween uh version of panic fest this last october we kind of like learned how to do the fest without doing it and it, it's totally weird because usually tim and i i kind of don't we're kind of like just chilling up until like the seven days before the fest when like all the content's arriving we're like putting up all the banner doing all this stuff for the in-person stuff uh, but now it's like for three weeks, we're just like, ah, I hope it all. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, because we have we have in person and virtual to figure out. And then, like, I'm building oh, Gather yeah. Town that we normally wouldn't have, or, you know, we're building video interfaces for the live feeds and, and bonus content, that type of stuff. Um, so, yeah, that that's different from that perspective. And I think doing tricks and treats gave us a, a run um, at it, kind of a test, right, to figure out how to do some of that stuff and answer some questions that we'd be better prepared for this fest. And I think it was great that we were able to do that uh, in October to be able to prepare for this. Um, yeah, that's so smart because, well, one, two, like back in October, we had no idea how long this was going. I mean, there was no vaccine by then. And, <laughs> yeah. and we were just like, well, this might be festivals forever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, no, I think kind of, it, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I think it's definitely something that we want to look at moving forward too, as a potential option. You know, we'll see how it goes for the full fest and full run if it makes sense to keep doing it. But it it is kind of nice because then you get an option for people that maybe can't travel, mm -hmm. um, or if we sell out of tickets in person, 
um there's still at least an option so we'll see we'll see how it goes but um right now i think we feel pretty good about it yeah i I didn't even i didn't even think about that for people that are like local that if Mm -hmm. you can't get a ticket to go into the theater you could you could just watch it at home which obviously everybody's taking advantage of across the country but correct me if i'm wrong panic fest 2020 was the last in-person film (laughs) festival before the lockdown and now are you still (laughs) officially the first in-person festival after the lockdown um you know i think so so this is pretty cool. <laughs> right after us, our second week, Florida Film Fest starts, and they're yep. in person. But I don't think that there's been another in person. If there is, it's like maybe a very tiny fest. I'm saying that, and, and like somebody's like, you know, can, can, <laughs> yeah, like, don't forget about tiny. it. <laughs> 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 We are definitely, I think, though, the only. We were the last genre fest that was completely in person, and we'll be the first genre fest to have some capacity in person, which is completely weird. We, we didn't plan for that necessarily. And we do have some filmmakers that were at that one that have films in this one. They're like, uh, it's I mean, they won't be able to come, but in their mind, they're like, oh man, that was the last one I was at. And now I'm in it again. And so, yeah, uh, from a genre perspective, we, yeah, we could somehow say, are. Yeah. We can fully say from a genre, but I think, I think we might be overall too, because we happened after Sundance and then the next festival was South by, that South by yeah. canceled. And then, you know, there may have been a fest, you know, a small fest that maybe went on in a small town or something. But in terms of like, you know, I guess top 50 festivals in in the U.S., I think we're number 50. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Number one for opening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and part of that is that, you know, we have the advantage that Tim has the ability to do all the design work anytime he wants. I own the theater we're in. So we could trial and error all this stuff. We could do, you know, we're already doing that as our day job. You know, I've been doing online rentals, you know, that's become a thing for a lot of movie theaters. And we've been doing those since the first week of shutdown. So Mm -hmm. we already kind of learned how to do all this stuff. And then when we reopened, you know, I was on all the panels, like, here's how we can safely reopen uh, for movie theaters. And so we, you know, we were on the ground floor of all that stuff. So yes, you know, we were for sure the last genre fest, but maybe one of the last film fests. uh, And we were very successful. We had, we had huge, you know, it was our best year. And then, you know, we, we knew what we needed to do to get to this point. So we did move our, our traditional fest isn't at the end of January. And we, so we did move it back a couple of months because we wanted to get as far away from winter as possible because we knew winter was going to be the, sh- the shit show. And it was. And, and if we would have done it that time, I mean, it would have been it would have been a disaster. Right. Um, so so I think we made the right decision going where we're at um and holding the small amount of people that'll be here so you know it's still kind of a weird foreign thing for a lot of people who haven't had theaters or go go to groups and uh especially in like different countries and states you know ours has been relatively you know it's been impacted but it's not been fully shut down like you know california and new york has uh so it is probably weird for people to be like you're holding a film fest right now and it's like yeah but we've actually been doing movies and we haven't had any cases traced back to us none of our staff's got it you know we we put all these procedures in and and we've been successful so you know if we weren't uh listen i'm a hypochondriac i'm not gonna uh do it just because i don't i I wouldn't want to feel safe uh coming in and i'm and i'm diabetic so I, i wouldn't go if it wasn't safe um and yeah, you, you put in like UV lighting and your air duct system and um, wipe down, you know, seats and, and spray after every every screening. Everyone's wearing masks. So, yeah, we've got we've got like all that precautionary stuff in place for people that to feel safe, come back to the theater. And if you don't, the virtual options options there, we can hand out online and gather and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Adam and Screenline has done a great job and outdoor screenings 
which I don't think we're going to have for this fest, but you know, he's been doing <laughs> that type of thing too. So uh, lots of options there for Screenland. That's so cool. Actually, while, while we're talking about the, the history of Panic Fest, can you guys tell us a little bit about <laughs> the very first one, the very first Panic Fest you guys put on, what it looked like and, oh and compared yeah. to now? Kim, did you look up the first Panic Fest by chance? No, I didn't. Okay, no, okay. I, I was like, I was like, you can totally crazy. lie. Wait, if that's <laughs> Adam, I have to, I'm going to step in for just a second here to, to start off with, because you said this is the first time we've done two weekends and technically it's not. No, uh, you're right. You, <laughs> here's the ironic thing is uh, this is kind of bizarre the very first one was in 2013 and we did it in april and at the time there was two different screenlands one downtown one in north kansas city and screenlands in north kansas city and so we did them on two different weekends so we actually had like a weird week break in between oh okay and we did two weekends instead at two different theaters which kind of had completely different kind of vibes and different programming for each. I think we maybe did some repeats. Uh, we had vendors. Um, so we've had those since the beginning. But yeah, it was stretched over that. And it was in April. Our normal fest takes place at the last weekend of January every year, normally. So we had our first one in April. Now we're doing this one in April because <laughs> of the pandemic. So it's a little interesting. And it's the first time we've ever went two weekends also so it's kind of hearkening back to that um but i will say the first fest and adam you can speak for this yourself i remember thinking like oh we're going to start a film fest like you just casually asked me one time i was hosting like a walking dead event or something um at screenland and in between you're like hey would you want to start a film fest i'm like yeah i do want to start a film fest <laughs> um, so in my mind that. i'm like we're just gonna get whatever we want right like that's yeah. how film fest work you just <laughs> schedule you know you make your programming and that's what it is no it's much harder than that and you don't get everything you want you get probably like half if that and then you go from there and we've learned i think how to curate things better we've learned um, how to add on things, especially in the last like three to four years, additional programming like podcasts, like last podcast on the left and what that can do to draw in a crowd. You know, it was three or four years ago and they were still kind of on the cusp of blowing up and the crowds that that was able to draw in for new audiences from all different states. It's like, okay, how do we layer in those types of events with vendors, with audience participation, Q&A, and then bring in more filmmakers, which we've seen probably in the, again in the last like three to four years more and more filmmakers coming in and i mean if we had just filmmakers in this year we couldn't sell any tickets right like that's usually how many come in um which is really great for middle america i always see when we have write-ups on sites they're like oh that midwest they're really doing something right they got <laughs> there and everything yeah. um so yeah i i think we've learned a lot uh what do you think adam though I mean, that, that, uh, okay. So we'll preface this all by saying I had never worked in a theater. I had in any capacity That's right, yeah. prior to owning a theater. I forgot. Uh, so it, we have, I, ha I had made movies and I had watched a lot of movies. Uh, and I was of the utmost opinion that my opinion was the best opinion. So that's why I was like, I will take over this theater. Yeah. And this is August of 2012. I think I asked him this October 2012. Like, hey, you want to make a film fest? You're right. April 2013, the first fest happened. So uh, the sheer naivety, I guess, of how we approach this, how everything, you know, that first year of owning the theater is just like, 
come in like, why aren't anybody showing these movies in my town? I'll just go get them and I'll show them and I'll make a million. <laughs> right. uh, I love it. <laughs> that's how we would do it. That's even, my even, kind of business plan. Even after hearing this, that's how we're probably still going to do it. He's <laughs> like, like, let me grab a pen and paper. Let's get this blueprint, baby. Um, <laughs> And, and then the reality was very quick. It was like, oh no, oh no. We were still 35 millimeter film at the time. So it was like, wake up call. You got to go digital and spend all this money you don't have that. And you just spent a bunch of money to take over this theater. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> uh, and then also no one wants to give you any movies because you're, you're nobody. You know, we're in the town, we're in the, the, the hall of AMC. You know, the multiplex was born when Kansas City. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And yeah. AMC's headquarters. HQ here. Yeah. And then B&B theaters, which is, a, you know, I think it's a U.S. theater only, but it's a top six theater chain. So we have these big monster chains here. Uh, and it was like, we're one of the only locals. And they're like, good luck, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so the first year, it was just like, you know, we didn't do submissions. We were like trying to handpick stuff. It was trying to like make all these relationships happen that we didn't have ha at the time. And, uh, you know, I still think we put on like there was nothing comparable to it in Kansas City. So you know, there was no real litmus test of what we were doing. And it wasn't a bad fest. It was just like a very slim festival. I think we have like 15 movies over the two weekends. I think we probably, of those 15, probably seven were classics. Um, but, the, but at the time, like classic cinema wasn't as prominent as it is now. Like now, mm -hmm, like everybody's mm -hmm. doing classics. Yeah. Um, so it was just a little bit different, uh, I think. And even, and that was kind of like the second year we grew and 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 really, I think by year five, it was like, oh, things have changed. We were doing submissions now. People were like actively trying to come to the fest. You know, we, we had gotten to, gotten to the point where we were nearing sellouts in our in our two screens. So at the time we were only two screens, now we're four. And that, that fifth year really like started turning, I think the page for us. Uh, and the six years when we like fully, I think, became who we are and that's when we had last podcast on the yep. left that's when we brought in more podcasts i think we had like 25 actual films feature films with a handful being uh premieres and then it just kind of blew up uh from there and then now you know we get you know hundreds of submissions and we have studios that are like, reaching out to us directly you know the big thing that's really cool for us um you know as people who, who work with all these filmmakers we try to make as much happen as we can we you know we want the best for all these films uh but this year you know we're already seeing studios like big studios uh reach out to us to look at purchasing films and then and that's like the dream i think to be a festival where things get picked up and last year we had a couple of things like that start to happen where people where movies that premiered here now got distribution deals that were good and went on like uncle peckerhead was one that premiered Yay! yes um, loved uncle peckerhead so good and we were the world premiere of that and and it yeah. went on to get distribution so out of the fest and, and there's you know a few other options like that um vice guide to bigfoot which just got picked up yep screen yes. last yeah. year which is which now, now 15 things you know you don't know about Bigfoot. Number one may shock you. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they literally put a clickbait title for the yeah. name. Let's go BuzzFeed with this. So yeah. Funny. yeah, so yeah. They, they just got picked up. So yeah, there's stuff like that um, ha has been awesome to see kind of flourish and that we're able to hopefully be a part of that. Yeah. So then, and then, you know, we're on the cusp of year 10. So why not get weird as shit and have it in the middle of the pandemic and be the first <laughs> right. Have it called panic fest. Yeah. <laughs> what were we thinking? Oh wow. man. Should have changed it just for this year. And it was like, uh, like fest. formerly known as panic fest. We'll see you next year. Completely yeah. sane and everything's safe fest. fest. <laughs> Absolutely relaxed fest. <laughs> uh yeah so it's it's been it's been a roller coaster you know we look at next year's 10 years which is just absurd that it's gone by so quickly <laughs> well 10 10 fest 
we technically yeah. squeezed two in the first year. That's true. Technically, but still 10 fast. I mean, yeah, we'll say it's year 10. We, we call it, we'll it, go it like basically is. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is strange, but it's, uh, it's cool. You know, it's cool to be, like every year, like more people find out about us and that's like, I think it's always the cool thing. I mean, you guys know, like when people like, you're like, Oh my gosh, you know who I am. <laughs> like you've heard about <laughs> me. Uh, just like how like endearing it is. Like, cause you, you, you a lot of it is you're, you're hopeful that that's going to happen. But the other part of it is just like, I just want to pull, put on a cool thing for me. Like, uh, you know, I would I, want to go to this fest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if anybody else does. I hope they do, but like, uh, this is the Adam and Tim show really. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new fest name just for this year. <laughs> So can you take like sole responsibility or ownership of the, the genre scene in Kansas city now? Like, is it all yours? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's uh, you know, again, like we're in the hall of AMC. There's no, no, no other theater competing with us for, for any of this type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, certainly like panic fest is, is like the, 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 the spot, the hot spot, you know, you got way outside because it's the club is busy. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, we, we, you know, that's kind of what we wanted to be. I think our first conversation was like, how do we make like Fantastic Fest for Kansas City, but more specifically like horror? Uh, and that was kind of where we like our, our beginning direction, which is hilarious. Tim and I have not been to Fantastic Fest. Ever, <laughs> even to we were just day. talking about it. We're like, we should go this year. Um, and I, yeah, I was going to get into like the 101 of fest that you asked about earlier, which we can get to in a minute going to like South by or conventions that are way too big to try and figure out what you're doing at like Comic-Con and taking little pieces of that and then infusing other things that we've heard from friends that have went, had films at Fantastic Fest and, and trying to bring that into ours and kind of make it our own. And then, you know, layering like podcast, which I feel like when we were doing that, there wasn't a lot of fest having podcasts as programming yet. And now, especially in virtual, you know, there's more of that. So yeah, yeah I think looking at, looking at other fests that we admired and then trying to, to curate and cult, cultivate something of our own, especially in Kansas city with the community um, and then build that network outside of it where we get to stay in touch with filmmakers that um, submit films. Like I, I talked to a lot of people that, submitted shorts all year long just as friends like just chatting about stuff so uh i think that's been the groundwork for the the genre kind of community here and then with great things like kansas city horror club um uh, todd sheets if we go old school uh todd sheets uh starting some some kind of cult type movies like 20 25 years ago at this point but um yeah i mean there was there was genre roots here and i think we've just helped kind of bring it to the forefront and then some great filmmakers um, and actors that have come out of Kansas City uh, have also helped amplify that recently. Well, and I think we're such a small town that when people come in from like, you know, much bigger cities like LA and New York and even like (laughs) Chicago and Austin, uh, especially last year, we we had so many people come in. I mean, we had, you know, I think we have about 500, 450 seats. And I think we had 175 passes of like press and filmmakers mm-hmm. and things like that that were in here. And they all were like, it's so like, like it's what like somebody like Fantastic Fest wants to try to continue to be, but they've gotten so big because mm-hmm. we're, you know, part of it is Kansas city is also like growing kind of cool community and city and everything's like just kind of weird and kind of quirky. Um, so I think it fits in like, you know, our after parties at this like real cool little dive bar we go to down the street. Yay! Right on. 
it fits in with it. It's like, why do you have this weird giant dive bar? Why is it so big and nobody's here? And it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember I remember standing with AJ Bowen. He specifically was saying that this has a vibe of an early Fantastic Fest. Um, and that he loved it and he uh, he almost missed a little bit of the early Fantastic Fest vibe. Um, and then, you know, moments like Joe Lynch and Adam Green will just hang out in our the loft that's above the theater with till like 3 a.m. talking with with fans and Adam, like just hanging out. Like those little moments I think make it really special too. That's right, awesome. Right on. And so uh, you know, those bigger festivals, bigger, what am I saying? Those, 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 yeah, fuck it. Those bigger festivals like Fantasia. <laughs> Big festival, yeah, yeah. TIFF, yeah, you know, they, they they hire people to watch movies and then sort of like pass along stuff to the people that are making the decisions so they only have to watch a few movies. You're you're watching all of these movies, aren't you? you yeah. how tired we both look? <laughs> so how remember, many movies did you have to watch for this year? Like how many submissions did you get? in pre-pro when I said I was up to like 3 a.m. for a week? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. So Tim and I usually split it so i usually watch the mm -hmm. features he watches the shorts and then we like where we have like, cross pollinate areas yeah we're, you know we have similar tastes so it's like okay i know this movie is a hundred percent and and we've always been right about that i think what and part of that what's what works with that is that you know we save stuff for each other to watch like by like this year i have i think actually watched every feature which is crazy uh, mm -hmm. and exhausting usually i try to purposefully keep a couple not in my you know just so i can go watch stuff at the fest mm, that's a good uh, idea this, this year's kind of weird um but usually i'll push those to tim or we'll get a recommendation for somebody um but yeah generally we watch well i mean for all submissions yeah i mean for sure uh, we watch uh, every fucking submission and it's it's exhausting because you know movies are long <laughs> <laughs> when you have to watch like 200 of them yeah movies it's, are long it's yeah. funny because i'll watch the shorts so in, in in my mind i'm like i have i have an easier job and then i look i'm like oh fuck there's a lot of shorts here like <laughs> then i think about how many movies that sounds like i'm like oh okay that that's more more shorts than features but then you look at the runtime and it's like okay it's about the same um so yeah i think We've never, I don't think, especially in submissions, ever been at odds with each other and be like, absolutely not. Why would you put that in here? And it is because we have such similar taste, I think, in crossover um, in that sense. Wrong. Like, we've never been like, whoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> During the fest, like, ooh, that didn't, yeah. Or, or I think, I don't think at least we've passed on anything and be like, well, that was a mistake yeah. Um, yeah, that, was, that was given to us or that was submitted to us. So um, it's a little different with studios because then we're, we're looking at list to curate for studio stuff. And with Adam's relationship um, at Screenland with all the studios, he gets to build those relationships year round. Um, he's able to help out with that side. And then on the blog and kind of journal side uh, for Downright Creepy, I have a lot of PR contacts. So between the two of us with his studio contacts and my PR contacts that are handling stuff and marketing whether it's sometimes it's direct pr people from from the studios we have the connections there to at least start a conversation about something um it doesn't always pan out you know we don't always get what we want we've we've been very close on some stuff that's been big um and i think we'll eventually get there uh, but yeah we we watch a ton of stuff year, there was a lot of big stuff that i think we would have had but the pandemic has made 
yeah especially theatrical releases so questionable and 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 bottom lines are just like kind of destroyed for everybody you know studios and theaters and so i think people are trying to protect their content a little bit more and really make sure that you know every dollar counts um so there's there's some films that i think had it not been a pandemic year i think we would have actually had and made some really big strides you know stuff that you know, Fantasia may have normally had, or, or even like South by, you know, you know, like I look at our list and we, you know, I attended Sundance and South by virtually. And I'm like, that's good. If not better, like, you know, as I go through it, I'm like, and, and, and at some point, you know, uh, especially like, as you get further into the year, festivals start replicating themselves and you're like, Oh, this is basically the same fest as this plus mm-hmm. this one movie. Um, so it, it is like, that's always kind of been our advantage. I think being early in the year, either, either we are the very last stop for somebody that maybe came out middle of the year and we're at the beginning of the next year, or mostly we're like, right next to uh, Sundance or where the premiere of stuff, especially genre stuff as, as you know, mm-hmm. those festivals, they always have a couple of them, but I think they're like, we'll take three, we'll take three real horror movies. And you know, they're studio horror movies usually, or like small studios like a 24 or something like that. Um, so, so I, I don't know what this- about right now but uh <laughs> take the microphone I, Tim. I do think this year <laughs> i do think this year's been unique in terms of timing because we're in april so we're past sundance and we're just past south by so we kind of have the best of both of those worlds a little bit where maybe it's only screened at one of those and now we're the second but then we've also layered in with you know eight premieres that haven't been at either one of those fests so now we're not only picking and pulling from that, but we're getting premieres or some studio stuff that hasn't been out yet. That's not necessarily, I guess, considered world premiere or something like that, but it's North American premiere or US or whatever. Um, so I think it's interesting timing for us because it's not something we usually do in April. Um, but like Adam said, January kind of works well too. Um, so it'll be interesting in year 10 as we continue to build to see if we hit on some of those things that maybe we just missed out on in the past, but having the lineup and programming we do now, I think it's a nice mixture of kind of the best of everything genre that's out right now. But I think, I think Kim asked the question, watching content, especially submissions, you know, in the first couple of years we didn't do submissions. It's, it's tricky because it is, I mean, I guess we're small fast in the sense that, it is literally just Tim and I that do the entire. <laughs> yeah, I mean wow. it is. that's amazing though. That's so yeah. fantastic. And, until work, the week of or the weekend of, I mean, we have some volunteers. Yeah, but yeah. We, we didn't really have volunteers until like two or three years. Two ago. years ago, yeah. Wow, wow. wow. And so like you really, I mean, now we're old men. Now we're like we can't. We're still. My you'll knees. still see. <laughs> you'll still see Adam like racing upstairs to the projection to make sure the film's ready and you'll see, still see me like taking out trash every now and then. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not. Well, and Tim's making it sound like I don't have a staff. I do have a staff. I'm just right. like, yes. you know, I, I'm like, so, cause, cause you know, it's my theater and, and you know, our fest and I'm a filmmaker too. I'm like, so like, and the filmmaker sitting right there. I'm like, oh, is it look, how do they look? Do they like this? Do they like there's Or there's times I'm sitting in the theater and then I'll walk off to the side and be like, turn the sound up turn the sound up a little bit Tim I'm in another screening (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but but, I mean that's like the thing I think as like filmmakers you're like if I submit to this festival who's gonna watch it and how much how long are they gonna watch it and does that person like what is the the this the value or the say they have you know with us like with Panic Fest it is like truly and maybe it won't be like this forever you know maybe maybe we'll be be big time one day uh (laughs) 
but but you know like the uh just being able to like i guess watch everything and really know the content that's going into there because i've been at festivals where i'm like oh my gosh they did not watch this fucking movie because (laughs) this is not quality for the festival um and and i think everyone's had that experience and and you know there's there uh, as i prefaced earlier there are always films that I know aren't for me and probably aren't for everybody that are going to see it. And maybe that I really did like, and I thought people would like. And so we, we always do program things that we believe in, or we believe that somebody else will really like and connect with. And, and that is like the difficult thing. I mean, it's the nightmare of like being a screenwriter or a filmmaker and like trying to get your script read. And you're like, it's just sitting on a desk or in a bin recycle bin somewhere or a trash can or whatever it is. It's like, does Oh, I feel that. <laughs> Uh, is anybody giving me a chance and and, you know at least for us we can say yes you know and we do have uh, other festival friends and we do know yes that certain festivals do but also i do know that certain festivals take your money (laughs) like uh, and that's that's unfortunate and that's like the fear unfortunately And, and we see you know especially in the last couple of years we see a lot of cons and a lot of festivals that are trying to take advantage of of filmmakers and film lovers and just pop up overnight and maybe never return again, or they move cities and they do kind of questionable tactics. Um, so unfortunately, you know, that does exist. So it is, it is a worry. And, and as a filmmaker who's trying to get your work seen, it's expensive. So we try to, you know, we've never, we've always kept our, our submissions low because we want people to feel the value when they come here and they experience the fest and hopefully they'd be a part, you know, and that, that all costs money, you know, traveling and stuff yep, with your yep. film, everything costs money. Um, so it's all like, we're just a couple of guys who love movies and love putting on a fest and we want to have good content and we want to support the filmmakers. So it all goes together and like, yes, we're going to watch your movie. No, we're not going to overcharge you. Yes. We want you to come. And, you know, we want to like highlight you as much as we're going to highlight the, whoever the biggest guests at the fest might be. Uh, and we're all going to sit at the same shitty after bar together and, drink <laughs> the same shitty games, you know, yeah and i mean we get it like i said earlier we keep in touch with a lot of them too so it's not even just like uh screen the film and then get out of here (laughs) (laughs) it was a cool movie and now we move on like a lot of times we we stay in touch with them so i mean i I love that aspect too um not only do we get to show you like the friends aspect yeah i like having friends guys yeah i also like film friends friends. film friends are the best friends (laughs) yeah they are I know I'm so bummed out. There are so many, there are so many people that I haven't seen this year that like I only yeah. see at film yeah, festivals. Yeah, like so many film festival friends that just like we haven't bumped into and it just feels weird. Like yeah. this is this is the time of year where you'd see this person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we're talking about Panic Fest, but South by, like we go cover South by Adam and I and uh, Eric Havens and some other people that write on Downright Creepy. And we go cover the fest and it's a source of creativity too you know you get to go and hang out with people and south by is a little different you know there's a lot of other stuff going on um and same with san diego comic-con i go and cover that and that's a huge inspiration for me as well and it's completely different um than a genre fest but those kind of sources of inspiration and creativity not only because we get to see people um that i don't get to see normally i even have a friend that lives in kansas city i used to work three blocks from and i would only see him in san diego every year (laughs) um so yeah i mean i miss i miss seeing everyone but uh it's still still going to be a good experience so yeah and you guys sound like the best film fans to put together a genre film festival so like i'm really stoked for everybody to check it out i'm 
like I can't wait for us to finally get to Panic Yeah, like Fest as soon as person. the border is open, we're coming. Oh yeah, we'll be there for that 10 year anniversary. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. Yes, you can bring uh your little dog and and uh you got an RV, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we're going to be in your lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah, you should just camp out in the lot and then you'll get <laughs> Oh yeah, those are just our podcasters. This is <laughs> you know, broadcast uh, station. <laughs> We had Goblin here doing Suspiria a couple years ago, and they did two shows over two days. So they just lived in the lot for a couple of days. It was right on. Oh, Goblin's in the lot. No big deal. That was my email to the city. I was like, hey, listen, can you not take them because they're Italians? And and, they don't don't take well to that. They don't take well. Uh, I don't know if you've heard their music. They might curse you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, I mean, like one real last quick question like i'm i'm like everybody i'm just curious like what the future is gonna look like and you know and i'm curious if you have any thoughts on what the future of film festivals are gonna look like like chances are we're probably going to have more virtual content year over year than we ever did before Uh, but i'm also starting to see like that cycle where you know a film like hits the film festival circuit and then goes to theaters a lot quicker like what kind of changes do you see coming that are probably here to stay well john the future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Oh, <laughs> First uh, everyone's everyone's like, "Fuck that guy!" I'm not <laughs> uh, uh, well, no, you know, you're right. Um, what's interesting is the theatrical window. So everything's you know related to each other, and I think more more interestingly, you're gonna see festivals that aren't put on by theaters themselves change dramatically because they don't the, they don't really understand like the theatrical windows of things and, and those are just kind of completely thrown out and so especially this year when like product i mean everyone's gonna be playing catch up right with, with making movies for the next couple of years so right now you know we have inventory is so low that i mean f- most of the films at our fest are probably i would be shocked if they're not sold by the end of the festival because people just desperately need content and there's not a lot of stuff being made. And so I think, uh, and you know, some of the things that are from studios that are being North American or world premieres, we're just now seeing their release date is like, oh, this is going to be two weeks later or 45 yeah. days later. Yeah. What? And that's just like, there's windows open. They're trying to push product out as quickly as possible, or they have, you know, uh, a new quarter's coming up and they got to hit big numbers at that time. And those are, that's just stuff that we never really had to consider before. Um, so the, the whole world of like, of cinema, I guess, is changing, and that's going to have an impact on on film fests. Um, but the cool thing is, if you're an indie filmmaker in the last 12 months, you've you've had this mega window of opportunity, bigger than ever in the history of film, to make a movie. Doesn't matter what it is or the budget. And if you were attended, if you you know, no, never before could we attend Sundance casually, and we were able to do that. And we were able to see these films that were much smaller get in and, and work and be like, oh shit, that is very tangible. And probably not since 1999 or 98 when the Blair Witch played there um, has something felt so tangible again. And I think the opportunity, you know, the technology is certainly there. We can all go make a movie, you know, movie on our phones. We say it all the time. We see iPhone shove it in our face, so like make a movie, you know, make a movie on your phone, throw it down a fucking stairwell into water. It doesn't matter because it's indestructible. And it's, you don't know this, John, I know. But <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, but you have all these opportunities and I think there's going to be a lot of people taking advantage of them. And I think genre specifically is going to react very well to this because that's what genre does. Genre, especially, I mean, like not only 
you know, this crazy, you know, pandemic climate that's going to certainly have a lot of people wanting to have interesting conversations. But the political social climate that we're going through is already, you know, going to determine so much, so many new voices and so many new opinions and so much new content. Uh, in a similar way that I think that, you know, the early eighties did, and we got, you know, the, the true birth of punk rock and people are like, it started in the seventies. I'm like, I know I love punk rock, but the eighties, <laughs> you know, the peak. Uh, I, I think a, a similar thing, you're going to have all these things happen and it's going to, that's going to help film fests and, and probably going to change for like distributors too, because I think indie film is going to start to be king. I think of what you see, um, especially as you see studios just make their own streaming service. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, why would why would any of the huge studios give anybody their films if they can just throw them on HBO Max or Disney Plus for a month and then just release them anyways? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I'm very optimistic, but it is going to be very weird and probably very difficult for especially festivals that show everything that have been around for maybe 40 or 50 years that have uh, a much older board of directors and most of them have boards of directors it's not just like people like <laughs> tim and i that are just uh, you know the co-kings of the castle uh, <laughs> you know they have boards of directors and, and you know they uh, you know the ones that are here are all i would say the youngest person on them is like 40 and they're not very apt to like pivoting and changing and adapting they know what they've done for the last 30 or 40 or 50 years or whatever it is and it's hard to change and i think that this year you're going to see a lot of people maybe failing and to figure out what the future really looks like um but i you know i'm optimistic for the future of cinema i'm optimistic for the future of film fests i think this is cool and i think that you're going to see like people like us that are on the younger side that are trying to create new opportunities really navigate a little bit better than i think the bigger guys um but, uh, you know, certainly virtual from our perspective, we could only get 450 people here. So keeping that small town aesthetic, but growing our, our brand and more opportunities means either adding more days or weekends, which is difficult from, a, you know, a number of different perspectives. But but having this virtual window, I think, is really cool because if I am a halfway, you know, I, if I can't, I'll always attend Sundance the way I did this year. Oh, yeah. I, a, mo a single movie for 15 bucks that's world premiering at Sundance is a hundred percent worth it. And I think mm -hmm. that they should see that value too. Cause that's a festival that by, you know, by all accounts has been locked out for the normal person, the normies, normies can't get in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Tim? Am I wrong? Well, first I didn't realize that Mark Duplass was going to be at our film festival, but it sounds like it, that you're the <laughs> keynote. <laughs> like, just make films. Get your iPhone. Indy, uh, so thank you for that inspiration. Down a well. Uh, like, I can't wait for everyone to see that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, everything that you said, I, I would agree with. And I think that the virtual format won't die in some way, shape or form, whether it's bonus content um, or, you know, having a virtual ticket. Uh, but in terms of Panic Fest, you know, you said we have capped at like 450. Uh, I mean, ideally, we'd sell out our fest in like, year 10, year 12, whatever. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, we have to do pop-up satellite <laughs> things or something like that, where we grow by year 20, if we're doing this by year 20. Um, and it spills out and it becomes something even bigger. And it's it started at Screenland and, and it expands. But I think the virtual format um, is probably here to stay some way, shape or form. Yeah. If for no other reason, people have gotten used to it and it's more accessible to, to a lot of people. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's probably the biggest takeaway.
yeah, it's, it's definitely been a great year for film fans across the country, across the globe that haven't had a chance to, to visit festivals like yours. And it's, it's pretty rad that they finally have a chance to do that. Um, so thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. We like to ask everybody who comes on the show what your dream double feature would be at the drive-in. You guys are uniquely prepared to answer this question because it's pretty much your job. But uh, Tim, Adam, if you could play any two movies, what would you play? Um, for some reason, I want to talk about the movie Monkey Bone. Uh, only I love I Monkey Bone. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Monkey Bone and then Monkey Bone again. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, but uh, is that a good movie? Monkey Bone is a horny movie, right? It is a very horny movie. <laughs> it's okay. way too horny for and a monkey. Farty. It's horny and farty. All right. Is it, is, it hor- is it more horny than What Lies Beneath or just as horny? <laughs> that's but what lies beneath is mom horny which yeah. is classy yeah. horny it's right. not like CBS, it's not actually horny. horny yeah <laughs> 9 p.m on a tuesday horny <laughs> i don't know who thought harrison ford talking dirty was a good Ooh. idea but it's oh. not oh you mean when the neighbors are loudly having <laughs> <laughs> think we could take them on Harrison's never been more flat than he is in this role, but I think you can take him on. He looks pretty good. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up. That is our surprise screening on Saturday night <laughs> at midnight. Uh, that movie still rules. I, it's, it should only ever watch it on VHS, but it rules. But uh, my double feature <laughs> is, uh, so I own a movie theater, as I said here. Uh, it is one that year one I did, and I did it to rub in the face of a lot of people who had never seen this movie, <laughs> because at the time it was a very difficult movie to get. Um, and that is... The Goonies and the Goonies goes first, right? Uh, and it's classic. Everybody, everybody likes the Goonies. It's it's it, tried and true, right? And then you show them up. You come out in the intermission. You're like, ah, oh, how much fun was that? Yeah, everybody was crazy. Goonies. Like, the next movie, though, how many? I don't think a lot of people have seen, but I'm here to tell you, it's the superior '80s kids film, and this is the Monster Squad. And then you you proceed to show them the Monster Squad, which is a much shorter film, a much uh, a much more adult film, and a much more uh, interesting film. And with more badass kids. Nards. Uh, so there it Nards is. Too. Yeah. Versus Monster Squad. Yeah. That is such a great double feature. Like, honestly, yeah. there's two, like, Monster Squad does too many things right. It's yeah. got, like, the best Dracula. It's got one of the best werewolf takes. It's got a fucking kid who's spying on a drive-in from his roof. I, I grew up idolizing that moment. I was like, I want to live in a house that overlooks a drive-in theater so bad. <laughs> Well, and there's like the weird, there's a weird, like the plot of the movie is they need the virgin's blood. And it's just like, oh, you know, it's like my, my, my sister's a virgin. And then like, but none of the younger, much younger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just so fucking funny to me. And, and I, it's a joke you don't get until you're like 20 plus, I don't think. Uh, but yeah, that that is an incredible double feature. That's dope. Yeah, so fun. What do you got, Tim? Um, so... It's funny because you've actually screened that double feature. Not only do you want to do it, you've done it. I've done um, it a couple times. It's kind yeah. of a cheater answer then. <laughs> I know. He's just like thinking, what have I done? Um, for me, I was trying to pull something that was like classic and modern and pair those together. And like what elements from the new one maybe harken back to the classics. And so I went with Nightmare on Elm Street and It Follows because I felt like there was there's so much in it follows that you can point at and be like, Oh, that pulls from this movie or this movie. Um, but I, I really like the pairing of those two. Um, and then it also, I'm cheating a little bit here, but, um, the Denzel Washington movie, um, Oh, switchback. No, 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 no. That I'm thinking about <laughs> touch. Uh, yeah. Isn't it 
where it's it's like the killer transmits like he moves yeah. between i thought i thought it was called switch it's it's a demon <laughs> are you talking about uh fallen yes jesus fallen. fallen it also has a little bit of fallen aspect to it so like <laughs> fallen is a great underrated movie i feel like yeah. um that Got john many- goodman yeah it does Sorry, but is it as horny <laughs> <laughs> it's not as horny as it follows i'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it's super horny um so we'll, but yeah, we'll do that so, with uh, what lies beneath <laughs> yeah yeah so i'd probably go with like it follows and, and nightmare on elm street i'll stick with that that's awesome and there's something so like um perfect too about combining those two because everybody always says it follows is is um kind of like Halloween, but I I definitely think it's more like a Nightmare on Elm Street because you oh, yeah. the unrelentingness of sleep like sleep is yeah. coming for you and what's in your dreams is what's gonna get you in the same sense of it follows which is pretty dope. Yeah, and they both have a very simple, cool uh, you know keyboard progression as their uh, main <laughs> synth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Combine the soundtracks. Yeah, layer those sound. No, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> One after the other, that's it. (laughs) Right on, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. This was a blast. Can't wait to attend Panic Fest ourselves. Can't wait for everybody to check out all the amazing movies they've got at your... uh, Can't wait for everybody to check out all the amazing movies playing at your festival. Um, Where can they find more info? Yeah, then go to panicfilmfest.com. We just released our lineup and programming, so you can go check it out there. Uh, We'll have a schedule out soon that you can check out. Of course, virtual, in-person starts on april 8th goes through the 18th um adam what do you have to add anything i'll be there i'm hosting multiple virtual happy hours Woo! Uh, i've seen all the movies so just <laughs> expect to try to find me if you can and gather drunk yep, that's where <laughs> we'll in be. theater number one <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually in theater number one probably 100 <laughs> yeah i feel like we should end on another really lame high five yeah let's do it okay oh, yeah. Woo! Wrong Woo. camera, Kim. I, I, I did the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Panic Fest runs from April 8th to April 18th. Find more info and tickets at panicfilmfest.com. And while you're at it, don't forget you can get 20% off your badge with the promo code FIEND20. It's also a fun way of supporting the show because you get to let them know that we brought you there. Yeah, let us get credit for that purchase. <laughs> Also, we're, we're actually going to be there. We're going to be hanging out in the gathering yeah. rooms. We're going to be hosting some of the, the films and announcing them and Q&As and stuff. So you'll see us speckled about the fest being weird and silly. And uh, we want to hang out with you. So definitely come to the festival because there's going to be so many movies that we're going to be able to check out. Yeah, and Kim's going to be really liquored up for trivia. So that might be the best time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's the only way I know facts. <laughs> Anyway, let us let us know which movies you're excited to check out at the fest. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at NOFS Podcast or in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at NOFSPodcast.com slash Discord. See you there. <laughs> okay, well, until that weekend, until April 8th, I'm John. <laughs> oh, I'm Kim. Stay creepy. Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends.